1: But we try to make following Jesus as convenient as we possibly can. We think we can live our lives, build our little kingdom, sleep in our comfortable beds, and just add Jesus into our personal plans wherever it fits conveniently to have him included. We want Jesus to fit neatly into our agenda, never stopping to consider that his agenda is often in direct conflict with our agenda.
0: Oftentimes, we as people compartmentalize. We like to have everything neat and in its place. We like control. But this type of attitude is not congruent with God. God can't be in one little box of your life. He can't change and mold you into his image without being in your whole life. He gave his all so that he could have your all stick around after today's message from pastor robert i have quite a bit of information that i'd like to share with you our web address podcast subscription information and our contact information And here's pastor robert in the book of matthew chapter 8 with today's edition of main thing radio His love is the main thing.
1: i joked about it recently with a you know, because I, I taught a class at Youth with the Mission on leading through crisis. And I said, you know, we have to define what's a crisis, right? Because these days, something that can constitute a crisis for some people, you know. L- like the young lady, 20 years ago, we had this young woman. Um, and I was excited to have her go on this mission trip because she was a Spanish speaker. And on that particular trip, we only had a couple of Spanish speakers on the team. And I can't remember where she was originally from. But long curly thick hair you know and and and, and we're going to be working and we were, we went to lima so we were staying the, the pastor and his family lived pastor brian and, and betty they 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 lived in the church property it was kind of hard to explain but but they had you know they had a, a building and 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 it was more like a, a really nice house where they had church does that make sense you know, so they had rooms that they used for Sunday school classrooms, but it, it, was, it was a house. And uh, in the city, so, you know, kind of connected to everything around it. But this young woman had an absolute meltdown over the water pressure because she couldn't get the shampoo thoroughly rinsed out of her hair. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is what you, we're gonna be here a week. I'm not even planning to wash my hair. Now I had a little bit back then, you know, so it wasn't I wasn't being totally, you know, sarcastic about it. But, but do you understand what I'm driving at? I, I think I think this guy, when Jesus said, you know, foxes, birds, but I don't know where we are gonna to sleep tonight. I think this guy said, you know what? I got a nice, comfortable bed at home. It's not that far away. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. More convenient. It just makes sense. I mean, why am I going to sleep out in the open when I got a comfortable bed that's a half a day's walk? I'm just, I'll, just, I'll go home and eat a good meal and get a good night's sleep, and then I'll be back tomorrow to hear what you got to say. That's convenient. And isn't that what we try to do to Jesus quite often? got to be convenient. I mean, you can't expect me to not wash my hair for a week. You can't expect me to, to not take a shower for a, a week. You, you can't, like one, one, one young team leader said to me one time, you can't expect us to eat sandwiches every day for a week. And I'm like, seriously? You're missionaries and you're telling me you can't eat sandwiches for a No, but we try to make following Jesus as convenient as we possibly can. We think we can live our lives, build our little kingdom, sleep in our comfortable beds, and just add Jesus into our personal plans wherever it fits conveniently to have him included. We want Jesus to fit neatly into our agenda. Never stopping to consider that his agenda is often in direct conflict with our agenda. Now, this second man Matthew tells us about, I I think he must have wrestled with that realization pretty quickly. Matthew refers to this one as another of his disciples and, and he definitely gets taken to school at this point. Another of his disciples, verse 21, another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, that one used to, Confuse me a, a, a little bit, you know, but, but he's talking about the spiritually dead, those, those who do not have the spirit of God living inside them are, are dead in their trespasses and sins, the Bible says. They're, spiritually, they're not alive. Spiritually, they're, they're still dead. And, and, and he's like, that's, let, 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 let them have as a priority these kinds of things. It's, it's interesting, and it's absolutely essential that you don't miss it, that Jesus didn't pull any punches with this guy. He didn't go easy on him. You know, the, the, the Christian thing to do, we think, is be compassionate, go easy, you know, right? Go easy on. It's like, Come on, Jesus. Give the guy a break. He's just wanting to do the right thing. That's debatable, by the way. Because the one thing that almost every Bible scholar agrees on is that his father wasn't dead, that what he was communicating is, I got to I mean, believing the best of the man, listen, my dad needs my help, so I need to stay with him for now. Believing the worst, he's like, listen, I got to wait till daddy dies so I can get my money. He'll cut me out of the will, you know, he'll exclude me from the inheritance if If I leave now, either way, either way, no matter what, what Jesus says, it's a hard one to chew up and swallow because in effect, what Jesus says is no, no, you follow me now today, let the dead bury the dead. You see what I mean? I mean, we need to, it, it, sometimes we make up a Jesus that we like better than the one that's in the Bible. And he's this soft, easy oh, oh honey. Absolutely, you need to go take care of your daddy. That's not what he said, no bones about it. Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. That's harsh. Right, straightforward, we have to grapple with this. We need to get to know Jesus. you know, I've told you guys a story about you know many, many years ago, thirty years ago, I had as required reading, there, there was this book that just rocked my world. I'm like everything I thought I knew about God was being called into question, you know his his nature, his character. it's like, oh, this is making me crazy. And the Lord spoke to my heart in the middle of it and said, I haven't changed. I haven't changed one bit. You're you're having to actually think about who I am and consider what I'm like. And you've had these ideas that you've grown up with, not all of which are accurate. You understand that? You have some ideas. There are things you think you know about Jesus that one day you're going to find out you were wrong. By the way, by the way, man, it's so important to know that because it will keep you humble in your dealings with other people. Some of the stuff I read on the Internet, some of the stuff that I hear coming out of people's mouths... You know, they're absolutely convinced about their particular theological position, their particular doctrine, and they ridicule other Christians who believe something different. Be careful. Or, or people that, you know, they, they, they think they have the gift of prophecy, and so they, they share prophecy and They're absolutely convinced that they're speaking for God. Be careful. Be careful. Because you ain't Jesus. You're just you. And I don't care how long you've been following him or how intimate your relationship with him is or how full of the Holy Spirit you are.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why He's so important. If so, keep listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross, to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website. Uh, about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how, how to begin that that uh, personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible, we can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.